I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Chris Rydell, actor and now podcast host, I guess. Um, that guy you've seen on a million TV shows and movies, but you still do not know my name. And I'm David Allen Bache, actor and sometimes producer. And you also recognize me from lots of films and TV shows, but you probably couldn't name one of them right now if I paid you to. The two of us and our guests are going to let you in on some secrets on how to make it as an actor and share some private stories from the many movies and TV shows that we've worked on. That's right. We're going to interview a special guest each week, and we'll get their best advice and wisdom for you about how to break into this business and how to stay in it. And yes, again, there will be stories, stories, stories. So, let's get to it. This is Confessions of a Working Actor. Hey. Hey, what's up, Chris? Uh, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I'm still uh, overseas. I'm doing okay. Yeah, that's all right. We'll get you back across the pond one of these yeah. days. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, I've been thinking a lot about some of the things that our guests have been talking about. And I've been thinking about it as I watch films and television. And I'm I'm also ready to go back and see some live theater. I'm just craving live theater. But we were watching The Patient. And I, we were remarking about Steve Carell's stillness and his commitment. And we were watching Bad Sisters, a great show with... with uh, Sharon Oregon and a bunch of other great actors. And I was just thinking about sort of the essence of, of what it is to be a character, what it is to be who, who we are and what happens when you put us in front of a camera. And I don't know, I was just thinking about acting from the other side. I was thinking about watching performances and how actors feel about seeing other actors, what they like. You know, when you watch Steve, you really think about being less being more. You know, yeah, it, he's just there, you know, yeah, and he doesn't push at all, yeah. You know, I really love the show. I've been a little bit frustrated at, at a couple of episodes because I feel like mm. nothing happened, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and they make me wait a full week to watch another 24 minutes. I'm yep. like, yep. this is not okay, yeah, you know, but hanging on everything that he's doing, and, yeah. And, and, and every little uh, thing, every little thing he's doing, and also all the stuff he's not doing, you know, and yeah. it's we've talked about this, and a bunch of our guests have said this, like just be yourself, be in front of the camera with your auditions, don't push. Uh, you know, I think it was Alicia Reiner who said, don't bring your baggage into the room and say, hey, hold this for me, right? Like, and even on a self-tape, just turn on the camera, be yourself, do your thing, turn off the camera. And 
I've been, I have a few self tapes to do. Uh, one of them is like a racist army general, you know, from World War II. And I was mm. like, oh, perfect. You know, so even though some of these characters are completely unlike me, I'm, I'm going to just do my best to step in front of the camera, make an interesting choice and, and do very little. Probably better that way. You know, I, you don't want to so. be like trying to be racist. No, you just no. let it, you know, be inside you. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, listen, speaking of someone who knows how to play a character, we have a real treat today. Just out of Supermax, it's Linda from Orange is New Black. <laughs> we found her. Really, it's the brilliant actress who played Linda and so many other great roles, Beth Dover. Hi. She's been in a lot of shows, right? Burning Love, Another Period, and of course, yeah. the hilarious Children's Hospital. Yep, that's with, right. With your pal, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron Hayes. Right, that's right. right. Yeah, we're going to get Aaron on the show. Yep. I love Aaron. Yep, she's, she's great. We're going to hear more about that. And we recently had her husband on the podcast, actor Joe Lotruglio. He said that she might dispute a few, a few things that he had to say. So we'll have to see how this all how this all works out. Well, let's find out. Let's let's all welcome Beth Dover to our Hi. podcast. Hi, Beth. I realized that I made a mistake and I what? said hello too soon. I should have waited, and I apologize. I oh no! I think that's the going to be the name of your autobiography. Is I uh, should have waited, and I apologize. No, yeah, no. Probably. Hello, hello too soon. Hello, <laughs> hello too, too soon. soon. That too. Hello all too soon. All of those. But, you know, you're talking about Aaron Hayes and I love her so much. I had to say something. And you worked with Aaron on, on Children's Hospital. And sh- is, is she is she still as wacky as ever? Uh, that was what She's I loved so about funny. Her. She's just yeah. the best. Yeah. Children's Hospital, Medical Police. We worked on a, uh We just worked on an indie film called The Donor Party together as well. Ah, that's on our list. That's on our list to ask you about that. Let's let's jump right into that. Tell us about that. Is that Rob Corddry? Rob Corddry, yeah. Jerry O'Connell, Aaron Hayes. There's a bunch of fun people in it. Great Eddie cast. Guggenheim, Cedric Yarbrough. It's really a fun cast. Malin Ackerman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It's not the Donner Party, which brings to mind something else. It's the Donor yeah. Party. It's the Donor Party, as in um, as in like a sperm donor party. Oh. Is but this, it's not. It's not an adult movie, film, is it? I mean, I didn't that's know. That's not what it is. But oh, okay. It's All not right. an adult film. But, okay. but, I, but you know, that's show, sort of the play on words. Yeah. Our, our, our podcast is PG, so we. Well. Sorry, the Donner Party. No, it's they, not. That's they, bullshit. It's not. It's not real. Oh, okay, bullshit. great. No. Great, great. Donner Party were donors in, in a sense. <laughs> they gave yes, of themselves. They, you, you know what? They did give of themselves. That's that right. is a very good That's point. That's right. The gift that very kept on point. giving, at least for a few weeks. <laughs> How was that experience filming it? And and is it a is it a spoof? Is it like a high comedy? Is it a like what? It's a comedy. It's not a spoof, yeah, but it's, it's a comedy. A spoof. Okay. Which I mean, it makes sense because a lot of us who have worked together and that are in that movie that have worked on Children's Hospital, we we have worked on a lot of those types That's of things together. That's why I asked. Yeah. But it is a comedy, and it was so much fun because I got to work with my friends. Ryan Hansen was mm-hmm. there. It was just a blast. So yeah, I was only there Great. for a week. You know. Well, there are there are no there are no small parts, Beth. Only small. That, that's right. That's, that's right. what I hear. That's what I hear. And did, was Rob Corddry directing or no? No, this is a gentleman Tom Harp directed, but Very Rob good. was in it. Yeah. Very good. You know a lot of people. You you when you said I worked with my friends, you have a lot of friends who are working actors as well. You've well, those guys in particular are sort of part of that crew. That sort of. David Wayne Children's Hospital kind of crew. So mm. I, I knew them for years from all of that kind of stuff. Well, that I think that begs the question, how did you get started? This is something we we ask all of our guests. And I 
Uh, Chris and I have a feeling that you grew up as a military brat and maybe even spent part of your childhood in South Korea. And so we're wondering how that Oh, you have a feeling. We have, we, we heard. <laughs> we found <laughs> out. Uh, from. We found out. <laughs> So we're, we're wondering about that, about your, your, your childhood and whether you were wanting to be an actor that early on and, and what it was like to travel around and were you able to, to you know, get into your, jump into your acting dreams or was, uh, are we all way off base and it was completely different? No, no. I wanted to be an actor since I was three years old. So at this uh, point, I have no other discernible skills other than bartending. <laughs> and Join the club. Yeah. So I was like a kid actor. I did, you know, my stepdad retired from the military when I was in eighth or ninth grade. So I was, I went to Florida and at that time in Orlando, there was Nickelodeon shows. So my mom would let me skip school and audition. So I was on like welcome freshman and Keenan and Kel and commercials and things like that in high school. Wow. And I was, you know, even in New Jersey, when I was like three or four, I did like little modeling gigs. I was on like the cover of a dollhouse. I would memorize commercials, you know, so I, from my earliest memories, I wanted to be an actor for sure. And even in South Korea, I was in a little, troupe called the rainbow kids and they uh, were like a singing and dancing group who would perform out into we performed at a place called young and farmland which was like the korean disneyland wow so yeah so a really early start okay i was a precocious actory kid yes okay <laughs> what's something that you wish you had known when you started that you know now i was going to say maybe not at eight years old but maybe something that when you became a pro you felt as though you were a professional that you oh then i would have to say i would don't play the compare and despair game mm. stay in your own lane you're mm. on your own journey your friends are on their path be happy for your friends be happy you know like it all i think i wish i was more gentle with myself i think i wish i had maybe a higher sense of self-esteem or that type of a thing. I think I beat myself up a lot. That's something I probably still work on, to be honest. Mm. But I also, the one thing that I think I do well, which is just to stay in my lane and to, you know, that my path is my own and, you know, no one's judging me for, oh, I didn't get this part and get, the, you know, no one cares. So I'm, I'm doing my thing. Other people are doing their thing. And I mm. think the happier you are for other people's successes, the more success you'll have. So mm. Well, we are a sensitive bunch, you know. I think we find that most actors find themselves, you know, feeling as though maybe it's not happening the way I want to, or why didn't I get that, or do they not like me, or, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, constantly. And, yeah. yeah, constantly. And it doesn't go away, you know. We yeah. find yeah. The, we, we talk to people that have, you know, done hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows and they're still like do you like me was i good enough you know and despair yeah. and, and despair yeah yeah, yeah. don't do I, that cuz that you know as an actor that's you're like bringing yourself in there and you know you're you're putting yourself out there all the time you know just tap dancing all the time so you're mm. not in this uh, regularly you're not in a position of power or you're in a position of please like me right so right. i mean i think another thing i would recommend is balance, have your own life, you know, don't only put all your eggs in the acting basket because you have to also become a well-rounded human to be a better mm. actor. Well, that's so. good. That's good advice. And that's, I think that's something that I wish I knew when I was starting out. And I mean, but you, and you, you kind of, you kind of did put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, you were here, you were doing the Miss Preteen Osan Air Force Base pageant and you were mm. like, right, you were all in. I mean, you were. Did Joe tell you that? <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, we don't ta- tell Chris and I don't tell I where was, we get our information from. But no, whatever. it was I not. Mean, not to brag, husband. not to brag. I was second runner-up in the Miss Preteen Osan Air Force Base pageant. I sang La Bamba. My mom made my purple and black polka dotted dress. Booyah! Impressive so, sound effect. Insert here. Yes, exactly. Yes. No, very embarrassing. Very embarrassing. No, that's cool. Well, that's an interesting thing to hear about what, you know, we, we like to ask, what did you, what's something that you know now that you didn't quite know then? Something that, you know. Well, I think that started, is, a, that's, that's actually a good, a good thing is, is knowing to balance. I, I didn't have that. I was so singularly focused and so ambitious. And maybe that's mm. something that is a good thing to have when you're young and starting out in this business, because I was ignorant to how impossible it actually is. Mm. You know, and mm-hmm. I think in a way that was necessary for me. I'm glad I didn't know how hard it was and how many years I'd have to bartend and all of those things. You know, right. I right. think I think in a way it's it's good to have that. And, and you know, the people I was with at that time doing theater with in New York City and, you know, working three jobs and all of that, we were all kind of in it together. So in a way, it was this sort of beautiful, creative time. I miss it, actually. Mm. But I'm glad I didn't realize how many years it would take to achieve anything. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know. So during that time of of struggle, of of new successes, uh, making your way, building a body of work, what's what's something you feel like you did right that you really did right, mm-hmm. and something you feel like you maybe you did wrong? We we heard you say like you wish you had been gentler with yourself, less compare and despair. What's something that you did really right when you were sort of starting out and coming up? I stayed in class. I surrounded myself with people who I thought were either, well, I thought were better than me, you know, as an actor that I could learn from. But I think staying in class was really great for me because I was able to have a community of of actors that I could work with, that we were all in the same boat. We could create our own material together, that type of thing. So, yeah, finding your community and finding your people, I think, is really important early on, especially. I'm hearing you say that, and I also heard your husband say that. You know, he had his crew from NYU. Oh yeah. Then they and they started, and they were able to create something. And I think a lot of times we feel like we're alone. You know, Mm -hmm. and you go to class, and you study, and you leave. You call your agent, and you you know you're hoping something happens, and 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 you're not like surrounding yourself as like. It takes a village. It takes a team. It, it 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 keeps you inspired. It keeps you, you know, like you said, you get to, you know, watch somebody that, you know, that you look up to that maybe you feel is better than you. And I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, another thing that I did, which I completely forgot about when I moved to New York, I, I, I did like two extra jobs. I was mm. an extra on Angels in America And then when I moved to L.A., I did extra work one time as well. But I just wanted to be I wanted to see what it was like, what people did. I wanted to be a fly on the wall. I didn't want to always be an extra because I are a background player. But I would rather bartend. But Mm. uh, but it was nice to be on set just to see before I had any experience. Just to see, just to watch what how professional actors conducted themselves sure. on a set and how a set and, works yeah we were just talking about works. that we were just talking about that well, about, yeah you know learning what what does everybody do on a set what's the first ad's job what does the second ad do why what's different like you really yeah, totally you get, a, you get an advantage when you spend time on a professional set absolutely and even you know in my early days i i was very it was very important for me to just 
really watch what people did because I was yeah. faking it till I made it. You know what I mean? I was yeah. pretending like I knew what I was ta- I was doing, but I didn't know. And, I didn't know what yeah. back to one meant, but I kind of right. did in context. You know, right. so I right. just always I was a sponge. I was just a total sponge. I, I think that's that probably time. probably part of your success. And I I mean, I did a, a film. I hesitate to call it an indie film. It really was more like a student film. And and I'll be honest, the two, the director and the two writers, producers, I don't think had ever set foot on a professional set. I think they did student films and they, I know they went to, to a, a small uh, film program at a small college, but I don't think they'd, either of them had ever set foot on a professional set. And, it, and you could tell. And... Mm-hmm. So they had no idea what everybody else was expecting and what they put forward was not a professional set. And it was, right. you know, so just go be on a set, do background work. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we've said this before, don't do too much of it because we don't want... Yeah, don't do too much of it. We don't want <laughs> casting just to see you as background only, but but no, do no, no, some no. of it. And then, uh, you know... It's a perfect segue, Beth, into question that we ask, which is, um, what does it mean to you to be a working actor? Because, you know, I mean, somebody might say, well, that's not a working actor, but that's somebody working at their craft, so. Absolutely, you know, and I, like I said, that's no, I have no, I think it's whatever people wanna do. I, I, you know, I think for me, being a working actor has probably shifted through the years. I think I used to wanna be like, I don't know, whatever the word famous is, you know, like, oh, I wanna do, you know. Now I just really, I really love working with my friends. I really love doing interesting projects for me that I find interesting. But I also still do commercials. Commercials, you know. I just saw you on, what did I just see you on the other day? Priceline. Priceline. Ka-ching, ka-ching. But I'm all over the place. For me, I, I don't, my, I've sort of taken my ego out of a lot of it. You know, sometimes I'm on a big TV show and I have a, a SAG award. Or sometimes I'm on a Priceline commercial, oh, wait, or for, sometimes for, I do this indie film. For, for, and there's for your, the your listeners, wife is here. For the listeners, we, we just want to note that Beth just leaned out of the Zoom frame to point to the SAG Award <laughs> on the shelf behind her, as well she should. But that's a perfect example, right? So I have a SAG Award, right? That's great. And I'm also on a Priceline commercial. These, the, to yeah. me, that's a working actor. Like I, I do some years are better than others, and... Um, you know, I had a good five year run, you know, with orange and another period and all of that. And, and then I, you know, pandemic hit, I was a really (laughs) for everyone, you know, you, you, you know, I didn't work for 18 months and I was like, wow, who am I? Right. And which is another piece of advice. You gotta, you gotta have your own life as well, because when all that is gone, Man, it can really mess you up a little bit. I, so. well, I, I have a question for you in regards to, you said it's great to work with friends. How is it working with your husband? Because rumor has it that you just did a film with him mm-hmm. and we we're on did. location with him. Outpost. And with a lot of friends. Yes, so. yes. Yeah. Well, we had to do it with a lot of friends because it was an indie film and we financed a lot of it ourselves. And we we I mean, he wrote, directed it. I starred in it. We shot it in the in the middle of nowhere in Idaho um, up um, every every day. We'd we'd have to drive about an hour up and then an hour back down Mm. this, you know, mountain. I mean, it was it was a wild shoot, Um, but it was awesome. I mean, Joe and I work really great together as actors. And we work really great together as a director actor because I know 
you know, what I'm doing and yep. I, and he knows his you know role. Where you stand. Yeah. I yeah. think sometimes where we don't work well together is writing. We don't write very well together. <laughs> we have differing opinions and I think we just sort of clash. So uh, we don't write together too much, but acting is great. And he, uh, with the directing though, the one thing we did do, which I think was smart was he had his room and I had my room um, because he was up doing his director things. And I wanted to get my beauty sleep for the next day or whatever it was. And that was actually his idea. And I thought, Oh, I didn't think about that, but it honestly, it was, it was the best thing we could have done because it was such an intense shoot that we both just needed to sort of once again, stay in our lane, I suppose, you know, for that shoot, but it was, it was great. We're going to be in a film festival at the end of the month in London and Fright Fest. And so Oh, now we're, we're getting is, it out there. Fright Fest is the real thing. That's fantastic. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's called Outpost. For Outpost for all the horror mm -hmm. fans out there. Oh, it should be yeah. great. Yeah, Very I'm excited. Exciting. And Joe has worked so hard on it. It's his, like his baby. It's his dream to direct mm -hmm. a horror film. So, um, yeah, it, well, it was great. So it's good to hear that you worked well with your with your significant other. Um, I'm sure there's lots of actors listening who uh, are in a relationship with another actor or another creative person, maybe a writer mm -hmm. or director, who knows. Um, can you share with us, um, and maybe it's from the set of Outpost, who knows, but can you share with us a story of a positive experience that you had with another actor or a director or someone in casting or something where you, just something that really impressed you, uh, someone in the business behaved in a way where you felt like, oh, yeah, that's, we need more of that, or that's how I want to be, or, you know. Yeah, I mean, that happens to me all the time, but it's, before I forget, uh, one more piece of advice that Joe gave me, mm. which I've never forgotten, because I sometimes feel I have that imposter syndrome thing where I, Joe makes fun of me, because I'll do, I'll go on set, and I'll be like, well, how do you, and he's like, Beth, you've been doing this for over 20 years, what are you talking about? You're asking, like, very basic <laughs> questions. So I was like, I know, but, like, how do you they were out of your mouth. Mm. So I was doing this really big table read. And it was like Will Ferrell and a bunch of like really fancy people. And mm. I thought, well, why did they invite me? Like, why am I there? Why am I? Why? Why they asked me to come? Mm. And Joe goes, you're in the room for a reason. They're not, they're not taking pity on you. Mm. Oh, you know, and I'm like, oh, I never thought about that. So every time I get nervous, I say to myself, I'm in the room for a reason. I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, and that it helps me every time. Every time I'm nervous, I say that. Um, sorry, I needed to. I love that. No, I love no, that. No, that's, that's great. great. We love that kind of yeah. advice. That's um, a great sorry, piece of but... advice. And that's, a good, <laughs> yeah. and that's good advice, too, because it's not just, and, and later in the podcast, we're going to ask you maybe for your absolute best piece of advice. But that's oh, a gosh. good thing. That's a good thing for for people to remember, uh, you know, we're not talking about just an audition or trying to get in the room, but once you get in the room, once mm -hmm. you get on the set and, and Chris, you probably experienced this. And I know Beth, you probably have too, is, and I have is sometimes a younger actor or a newer actor will come on a set and they're so nervous. Um, yeah. and that doubt and that insecurity is so present that they can't, they can't quite do it. It's really yeah. hard for them to get the lines out. They they trip over the lines or the blocking. And, you know, God willing, they things settle down. People help them. You know, they get out of their own way and do it. But but that's good advice for situations like that. You're in the yeah. room for a reason. Yeah. I've had situations like that where I'm really nervous. Uh, I've had situations where I'm really nervous. And I uh, I say that every time. And it works every time for me. Love it. So, it's great because you got to have a tool. Do you have a tool that you know when you're nervy that you use? 
Well, that's one of them. Also, you know, I listen to music when I'm driving places, you know, maybe I'll throw on that song, the business or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. driving, you pump yourself up a little bit. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, just for me, it's confidence building stuff. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I always find that it, for me, it was a concentration, you know, it's like a muscle. Mm-hmm. And to yeah. be able to get out of your own way, you know, to be able to to be so focused that you're not worried about what people think, you know, because yeah. when you're worried about what people think, you're not in the moment. And you're not that's in the moment. Oh, like, that's right. Exactly yeah, right. It. So like, how do you and, and, and that's why when you said, oh, I stayed in class, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so, uh, you know, being active, being proactive, working on that muscle of concentration and, and, and focus allows mm-hmm. you to to really get there. Mm-hmm. In Absolutely. the job, in the in the audition, and actually, you know, like you said, when you, I think everything slows down for you as an actor. The more you work, obviously, you know, and you can kind of just be and breathe a little yes. more, and yeah. not and breathe, oh, and not not feel as though you know, you, it's like, oh my god, I'm taking half breaths here. Like I'm not right. even filling my lungs. I'm so worried. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. So I feel like those moments happen, or like when you first get to a set where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, but like with Orange, by the time I had done a few seasons, you know, you just you know the character. Yeah. It's in your body. Right. It's like relaxing it's not it's not hard really like you just hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Know it. Here's a trick that I'm going to use. I'm, so I'm going to do a day. Uh, I think it's just going to be one day. It might turn into two, but we'll see on Lioness, the new Nicole Kidman, Zoe Saldana TV show. And just, you know, coming on for a day, doing a guest role, playing a doctor. I could do it with my eyes closed. But... Um, I haven't been on a set in a little while. I've been in front of a microphone. I have, we made a, made a movie during the pandemic, but it was in isolation, right? And one thing that always helps me is to hold on to the furniture. <laughs> and I know that sounds ridiculous, but mm-hmm. if I'm ever asked, you know, or given a little freedom about blocking, or even if the director says, you know, I need you over here, we're going to light for this side, and yeah, I, might, I see it as she's sitting in the chair, you're standing over here. I might say, that I was great, yes, of course, yes, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. But also, can we, can there be a rolling chair? Do you guys, I see that rolling chair over there. Is, are you cool as long as it's quiet? If I pull it over, just put my hand on it while I talk to her. And somehow holding on to a piece of the furniture hmm. grounds me. Kind of gr- Gra- grounds you. No matter how fun. nervous I am, just grounds me. Yeah. And You don't have to worry about what to do with your hands. Right, right. <laughs> I, I don't over, over gesticulate. That's right. That's exactly right. 
I have some advice too. If you are playing a doctor and you happen to have a stethoscope, Uh make sure you put them in your ears. (laughs) If you're going to do, if you're going to use them. Good point. Very good. Very good point. Very good point. (laughs) (laughs) I did a, I did a hidden camera show once where I had to put my hands in someone's mouth. I played like a dentist Oh my! and I forgot to put my gloves on. You know, but he thought the guy thought I was a dentist, by the way, doing a hidden camera show is an absolute fucking nightmare. And I, I hated ever. I mean, like everyone, I was an improviser, you know, I went through second city. And so I got the job as an improviser, but I did not like messing with people who didn't know that they were being messed with. I just did not like, I mean, everyone was fine at the end and it was funny and everyone liked it, but I hated it. But yeah, I was like, I was playing a dentist. I forgot to put the gloves on. My hand was in this guy's mouth. I mean, how gross is that? Anyway. <laughs> Do you have a worst audition story you could share with us? Oh, God. Sure. I, I have two that come to mind. I have one from when I was in college where it was like the first audition for the main stage production. And, you know, everyone was there. And I wanted to sing High Flying Adored from Evita. But mm. I could only sing it in a certain key. And you give the person, you know, uh, the piano player, the sheet music. Mm-hmm. And they played it an octave higher, and I just oh. completely choked. And then I didn't audition for a year after that because it was just so horrifying. And I wow. did it in front of all of my professors and the entire everyone. So that was, you know, before I became like a professional actor. And then once I did become a professional actor, you know, they used to, they only, I don't know, in the past 10 years or so, will put lobs, lob mics on you yeah, they clip before them to you your go shirt. in. Right. They clip That's them right. to you. But they didn't always do that. No. And so early on, when the first time that ever happened to me, they they mic'd me up. I go, what is happening? Okay. I mean, it was a callback or whatever. Fine. I'm like, uh-oh. Great. And we walk in and Tim Robbins is in there, but no one told me Tim Robbins was going to be in there. Uh-oh. And so I didn't have time to like prep. And I was still in my 20s. And I was, I think I was just so, I just was so nervous that sure. I, com- once again, completely choked. In fact, I blacked it out so much. I don't even know what happened other than the fact that it was terrible. Wait, what does the love, does the love have, were, were you like talking to, did you like put your head down? And you're like, oh my God, it's Tim Robbins, it's Tim Robbins. Like, were you, like, does the well, love mic the, just throw I you off? Mic, or? The mic, I was like, oh, they're miking me. What's going right. on? I mean, right, now this right. happens much more, but back right. then that was like the first time that it ever happened to me. So I was Got already it. a little nervous with that. Yes. And then I walk in. And it's Tim Robbins. And there's someone and no you don't one, expect. And, got it. Yeah, got it, I wasn't it. expecting him in the room. No one told <sighs> me. Yeah. So yeah, now I could I could navigate all that now because it's less it's all less mm-hmm. intimidating. But back then it was so intimidating. Also, did you ever really do, Did you ever walk really out of a room? I really do think they should have told. They should have told me. They should have told you. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say. Did you ever walk out of a room with the lava on, like, and go look uh, like the the comic? I've done that. I've 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 been so nervous and want to get out of the room. I'm like, thank you, okay, bye, and I and, then, and I don't yeah. unclip it, and then I'm like, oh, I haven't done that. I haven't done that, uh, but I could see myself doing. Sometimes like I that. want to run out of the room. I that imposter complex kicks up, and you know, if, yeah. if I'm able to shut it off for the audition, at the second the last word is out, then I'm like, oh my god, shit, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here. And I, I forget about the, the basically the chain that's attached to me and run out. Right, 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 right. We've heard some great advice like stay in your own lane, right? And some other uh, great pieces of advice. Do you, if, is there one more? You have one more to leave us with? Uh, we, we always ask for sort of the best piece of advice. I mean, gosh. I mean, I, I you're in the room for a reason I love. Be gentle mm-hmm. with yourself I love. Mm-hmm. Do something every day to get towards your goal, go toward your goal, especially when you're first starting out. 
do something every single day, Mm. you know, because you got to hustle, especially at the beginning, especially if you don't have people that, which I didn't, I was like some suburban kid from Florida. I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have any people I knew, you know, my dad, my dad was so funny. He got me a meeting. My dad's 87. He got me, when I first moved to LA, got me a meeting with the only person he knew he was in business. He was like, I have a friend. He works for Dick Clark's company. And you can meet. So I met with him. And I mean, this gentleman was very old. It was his last week there. He was about to retire. He had nothing to do with, I think he was in like the game show department. Like, I don't, but I was like, that's very sweet, dad. But yeah, I mean, I just think do do something every day to get you towards your goal, you know, whether that's being in class, whether that's, you know, back in my day, we would do like send outs. I would do so many send outs or I would, I would randomly walk into agents offices and say that I had a meeting with them when I didn't. That's how I got one of my first agents. Oh, wait, say that again. I would go, well, I wouldn't recommend doing this, but I, I was such a, I was, once again, I was like really ambitious and I wanted things so bad, but I didn't know Good. anybody. Yeah. So I would go to this place called Samuel French and I would get. Sure. Samuel mm-hmm. French sure. booksellers. Yeah, I, right. And yeah. I'd look, I'd look at certain agents and their names and I wouldn't even buy the book, but I'd like write down their stuff. And I walk into the you know, office and say that I had a meeting or like they requested this material, but and sometimes they believe me. And that's how I got my first agent. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's gutsy. Gotta love that. Yeah, because well, the, I'm sure that's it. what they were thinking too. Yeah. Like, this girl's got some chutzpah. Get her in yeah. here. Yeah. You know, yeah. she's someone with some passion. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's that's gutsy. And yeah. that's, um, you know, that, that sort of is an additional piece of advice, which is, sure, there are some rules. But sometimes you have to break some rules and you have to be gutsy and you have to be brave. And I know, you know, when I was first starting out, I would walk my headshot and resume all over town, right? There was, it wasn't wasn't email and you could mail it, but I wanted to save money on the stamps and I wanted to uh, break the rules a little bit. So I would walk into the office and there'd be a bin outside the door. Yes, I remember that. Right. Stacked up with, with headshots, right? You remember this, Chris, you like you, they wouldn't even let you in the door. There would just be Mm -hmm. a box and it would have an arrow and it would say actors headshots here. And Mm -hmm. I, and it, and it was like, it may as well have been the garbage can. And I was like, so I would ignore that. Every time I would open the door and I would go in and I would say, hey, I'm and sometimes they would get me before I could say a word. They'd say there's a box outside. But sometimes it was someone sweet behind the desk, someone nice. And I male or female, I would turn on the charm and I was like, hey, I I hate having my my head at the you know on the carpet and i hate having you know my face stepped on when people come in and out of the office i thought i'd just take a chance and hand this to you directly you know yeah. and and once someone said well okay this is a good picture sit down have a seat let's talk and i was like oh and yeah. that was one of my first freelance agents yeah yeah i think you got to get creative especially if you don't have any leg up in this business it's a hard business i don't know as my you know back in the day this is pre you know, I think it's probably harder to do things like this now, but mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, it's definitely a hustle to try to, you know, get your now foot in the door. Now you're sending your headshot, like, you know, to, you know, the email, that's your headshot. Email is your stuff, you know, right, there's right, no, yeah. like there's no face to face really, you know. Remember when and you used to like staple your headshot and then you'd cut the excess cut the paper, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. all of that stuff, oh, like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I asked, I recently asked my agent something like, you know, I don't remember what it was for. And I was like, should I, do you want me to email you a headshot? Should I send you a headshot? And I got a really good answer, which was lovely. He said, David, they don't need your picture. They know who you are. 
Yeah. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. And I, I was coming from a place of, like, they have no idea who I am or why would I presume that they do? Wasn't a yeah. casting person that I knew had cast me before or that I was had ever had a drink with outside of the the office. It was a new casting person and my and was my manager who was like, "No, no, they don't they don't need your picture. They know who you are." And I was like, "Oh, great." But, you know, if you before then, yeah, take that picture and and get it to someone somehow, anyhow, anyway, do anything you can. Short yeah, of, totally. Short, of course, of, you know, anything completely illegal or, or uh, yes. you know, inappropriate. Well, it kind of goes it goes back to what Beth said about, you know, there's a reason why you're there, mm. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you have to believe in you have to believe in yourself, too. Like, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, they did their research. They did their yeah. research on you. That's they right. know who you are. They're That's like, right. okay, get him in here. You know, we've seen what he's done. Yep. Yeah. You know? and, and even if they don't, uh, another thing that that some guests have said is that just act as if, right? And that Absolutely. you could be, you could, and that goes for auditions, general meetings, when you step on the set, when you get the job, anything goes for all of it. Yeah. I'm sure it also goes for you know award shows where you know it's like, look, no matter where you're at, you just you might be crazy nervous, and you need to act as if you're not, and you need to act as if you're in that kind of a room every day and that that's Absolutely. and that's where you belong and um yeah and i know when i was starting out i had uh, got a small theater job and i went to sit down with an agent and i wanted to tell her like hey i got this job it was at a tony award-winning theater it's a very small role but i would like you to represent me and i i, I walked in and the secretary was like she's not here and i said i saw her come in and she's like well she's not available was what i meant and i said okay, I'll wait. And I sat down. She's like, well, you can't wait there all day. And I said, that's okay. I'll just wait until she has a minute. And she, this woman was getting really frustrated with me. And I was as kind and as polite as could be. And eventually she was like, you know what? Um, she's not going to see you. And I said, okay. And I, I tucked my tail between my legs and I walked out and I got halfway down the block. And then I said, no, uh-uh, no. I'm just going to act as if I turned around, I walked back in, I said to the secretary, look, I have a job. I have a job offer from a Tony Award winning regional theater, and it's not a lot of money, but it's enough. And if you want to cost the agency 10% by turning me away, then you'll have to explain to her why you did that. I said, I'd really like to talk to her. I'm obviously, you know, like I, I, I obviously belong here, basically, was what I was trying to say. I didn't say it in those words, but I was like, and, and she was like, ugh. Okay, and she got on the phone and called back and s- repeated what I said, and then was like, "She'll see you." Right. And I was like, "Okay," and I and I I was a little pushy. I I was nice about it, but I was like, like you said, Chris, I belong here, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I belong here. And and she could have said, "Hey, thanks for that. I'm not interested at all. You we are only representing people with more experience. Whatever." She could, but but I never would have known anything if I hadn't taken that chance, walked back down the block, and said, "Hey, look, I know this is how things usually go. I don't want to do it the usual way." I'd really like her to see me. It'll take five minutes. And be you know, creative. Be Beth creative. Said it. Be yeah, creative. be Beth creative. Be bold. Be creative. Be bold. Get mm-hmm. what you want. You, yeah. know, you know, they're going to treat you how you want to be treated. Really, yeah. if you treat yeah. yourself well with respect, people are going to treat you with respect. If yeah. you are a serious actor, people will treat you as a serious actor. Yeah. You know. And then it's you fun to be completely, that. absolutely, and utterly make fun of yourself. 
um, which is yes. also good. Which is also yes, good. absolutely. Beth, thank you for joining us. What? Oh fun. my goodness, thank you. I feel like I don't. Um, I didn't say anything, but this was oh, so fun said, to see your you face. You said so much, and you're going to hear yeah, it you when did. you listen to it back. You're going to be like, "Hey, I said that. I, I said <laughs> that sounds wise. Be brave. Be bold. Be creative." That's right. Stay in your own lane. I mean, we got a lot of real gems. Yeah. We sure thank did. You. We sure did. We thank so you, appreciate Beth. it. And not a lot of oh conflict between what you said and what your husband said. So I, I okay, have, great. I have high hopes for the marriage. I just want to say. What it, think, oh, thank you very much. You thank know, you. I think it might last. I give it at least another <laughs> at least another <laughs> yeah. six months. Um, <laughs> at least another movie. Yeah, at yes. least one more movie. Yeah, Woo! don't uh, uh, take my advice that was and a don't four year odyssey, y'all. Don't try to produce together. Just take it from me. Don't try yes. to produce together because, I, uh, yes. yeah, unless one of you is an executive producer and the other one is like an associate producer. Like if there's no clear boundaries in your creative duties, there will be no clear boundaries in your marriage, which is a recipe for disaster. And yes, I am, I, would, I am I, still I married, but I do not want to produce with my wife again. Yes, it's, I hear you. It can be very difficult. Very I hear difficult. you. And I agree with, with that as well, coming from my end as well. Yes. All right. Good deal. Well, thank I always you like again. everyone agrees with me. Um, thank you again. We have <laughs> great respect you for you. Beth Dover. Beth everyone. Dover. A wonderful actor. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Well, it's been another great 20 minutes with you, my friend. And you too, brother. It's been fun. Yeah, that was great. Cool. I thought that was awesome. All right. Star, star that. That was terrific. And we got another great guest coming up next week. So be sure to tune in again to Confessions of a Working Actor. 